your secret is out, you no longer have to live the double life that you've been living for quite a while now. The pornography use has been uncovered or the affair has been discovered. Either way, your double life now has collided. They both have come together and imploded on each other. In a way, you feel like you can breathe. I mean, after all, you're not living in secret anymore, but now comes the hard, arduous road of recovery. I'm talking about the betrayer today. This is the second part of our little two-part in a mini-series that I'm doing about how betrayal affects the betrayer. And today, we're actually going to give you kind of like your first steps to take so that you can start your road to recovery. But before we start that, I want to share with you a little story. The year was 1928, and the scientist, while he was extremely brilliant and focused, he was also a very messy guy. He was so messy that his wife was constantly complaining, and she was very bitter about it. Whenever he worked in his lab, he often would eat on the job and would wind up leaving dirty cups all over the place, dishes lying around for days, or sometimes even weeks. Until one day, it so happened that he had left his half-eaten sandwich out for so long that it started growing this strange kind of mold on it. And as you might have guessed by now, this mold eventually led to him discovering one of the greatest inventions of modern medicine. I'm talking about penicillin. The scientist was none other than Alexander Fleming. Now, you're probably sitting there saying, Lisa, what has this got to do with anything about healing from betrayal trauma, healing as the betrayer from what I've done? Well, the connection here is this. Sometimes in life, we can really mess up. We can cause a mess in our life, but sometimes it can also lead to incredible breakthroughs. It can also lead to healing. I mean, Alexander Fleming did bring about penicillin, which has helped heal a lot of people from a lot of sickness. Well, I want to give you encouragement today that your healing can also bring about healing for your spouse and your relationship. So stay tuned. Hey beautiful, welcome to Beauty Beyond Betrayal. Have you discovered your husband's been having an affair? Do you just want the pain to stop and be able to take a deep breath again? Do you find yourself up late at night Googling how to save your marriage, heal from an affair? Do you wake up with the hope that this nightmare would end only to feel crushed and humiliated because your husband acts like the affair was really your fault and now you're left obsessing with where he is and if he's seeing her again? Hey, I'm Lisa. I too was devastated when I discovered my husband was having an affair. I too felt the pain would never end and wished he would just stop the affair and we could restore our marriage. I wanted the weight of the trauma to be lifted so I could breathe again and be able to have someone, anyone help me climb out of the dark miry pit of despair so I could begin to heal and be confident in me again. But I kept telling myself, he won't stop seeing her. Must have been my fault and this pain, it'll never go away until I found hope and healing in Christ, along with simple techniques that helped me to learn how to recover from the betrayal. 
In this podcast, you'll discover what betrayal trauma really is, learn simple techniques to heal and recover, and get biblical guidance to help you make the right choices as you heal from the affair so you can be free from the heartbreak and the pain and rise in confidence once again to be the woman God created you to be. So beautiful, grab your favorite latte or a glass of wine, snuggle up on the couch and focus on yourself for a few minutes. Let's dive into what it really means to rise up from the ashes of betrayal and loss into a life that you really desire. Welcome back to the show. I'm so glad that you decided to join me again. Today's episode is for the betrayer. We are going to talk about your steps to start to walk into so that you can have the recovery that you desire in your life. Now, I'm talking to Christian men and women who have betrayed their spouse. They have awakened from this infidelity bubble as i call it you have you know either been discovered or you actually confessed yourself about the pornography addiction sexual addiction and or a sexual affair and you're ready to move forward you're actually ready to start your healing journey you're like you know i want to recover for this from this i don't want my life to be what it's been like for however long that's been right You're ready to repent, to have true remorse in your heart, to reconcile to God, and hopefully to reconcile to yourself and to your spouse. So today, I'm going to give you some steps to take so that you can start to walk out this healing journey for yourself, and hopefully, it'll move you into a place that you're hopefully desiring to reconcile with your partner. Now, let's jump into it. Grab your pen and paper. We're going to go fast and furious here today. I got a lot to cover. So, the first stop is stop the pornography use and stop the affair. I mean, really, you've been discovered, right? Or you have confessed it. Like, it is time. It is time to have that infidelity bubble burst once and for all and to make the conscious decision to stop using porn and to stop um, moving into that affair constantly, to have that connection with that other person, right? Or be in those chat rooms. This is where you decide, I don't want to live this way anymore. This way is contrary to the word of God. It has broken the vows in my marriage and I no longer want to live this way. I want to repent of this. I am choosing to just ask for forgiveness, to just really turn my life around, so to speak, and move forward into a better life. I want to be the man or woman of God that he created me to be. So that's your first stop, is to really make that conscious decision. Put a stop to it once and for all. Second one is to choose your healing, to make the conscious choice that you are going to move into a healing journey. Now, the reason why I say that, and it does seem very simplistic, is because a lot of times as the betrayer, we have a tendency to think, well, you know, I don't I don't need a healing journey. Yeah, what I did was wrong. But I know, you know, I hurt my spouse. They're the one that really needs to heal from this. Well, the truth of the matter is, 
you have your own healing journey and you're going to find that out if you haven't listened to the first part of this which dropped on tuesday the link is below in the show notes go back and listen to that about how betrayal actually impacts and affects your life and then you'll realize between that and today wait a minute i have my own personal healing journey that i've got to make a decision to walk into and actually walk out so that I can become better in the process. So this is a conscious choice that you make. You choose to move into a healing journey. The third one is you stop denying reality. This is all a part of what you need to do to heal. What you deny keeps you bondage, okay? In other words, if you're denying the fact that you have an issue with pornography, let's call it what it is, an addiction, that you are addicted to the partner you've had an affair with, uh, that keeps going, you keep going back to them over and over and over again. If you keep denying that reality, you're actually keeping yourself in bondage to it. And that's the truth because it produces oxytocin and dopamine within the brain It's the same kind of chemical reaction that cocaine hits the brain with and it causes that euphoria or it hits that pleasure sensory area in the brain and it's the coping mechanism that you've gravitated to for however long. And so it's a learned pattern, right? This is a pattern that you're in. So this is where you can't deny the reality of it. You have to come face to face with it. You have to acknowledge the fact that, oh my gosh, I'm pulled to pornography or I'm pulled to the person I've been having the affair with. I'm pulled to them. It drives me. When you acknowledge it, then you can accept it. Accepting the truth is crucial to begin your healing journey. Those two components, they go together, acknowledgement and acceptance with stopping the denial process they go hand in hand this allows you to step into truth and remember in scripture god tells us you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free yes that's talking about the truth of the gospel the truth of jesus christ but it's also the truth of jesus can heal you and set you free from the sin that you've been living in for however long so Stop the denial process. Acknowledge it and accept it so that you can begin to move forward. The fourth one is explore why you felt you couldn't be honest with your partner inside of your relationship. Now, at some point when you were coping in this manner, you had the opportunity instead of gravitating to pornography or gravitating to an affair you could have been open and honest with your spouse you could have told them whatever you were dealing with low self-esteem job issues changing career i feel like i'm just you know not at a good place i'm depressed you could have sought their opinions and their input to help you cope with things better in life, but you chose not to. So you need to explore why you felt you couldn't be honest in your relationship. Was it that you were ashamed? Was it that you were fearful because you recognized you had a pornography addiction that you would lose them? Maybe you crossed that barrier with the person you were having an affair with. You you went from just talking to them at work to actually 
oh no, now I'm in a full-blown affair. It, it just, oh my gosh, I just didn't keep tabs on this. When you should have said something in the beginning and you recognize now, I might lose my marriage over this. What, what was it? This is crucial for you because once you realize why you felt you couldn't be honest, and let me say this, let me interject here, you can't blame a poor marriage. Now, you can't blame, you know, a spouse's nagging, um, I felt like I wasn't loved, whatever it was. You cannot blame others for your choice to choose pornography or to choose to have an affair. That's on you. All right? And I'm just speaking truth because you're the one that made the choice. If they would have known that you were thinking about this, they would have told you no. They would have not given their consent to you because nine times out of 10, you've got a, especially in a Christian marriage, you have a partner, a spouse that is going to say, oh, heck no, that's not in our vows. Like we need to get help here. So they would have said no. They would have not consented to it. So we cannot blame them for our poor choices, but we can look at the fact that, okay, there was communication issues in the marriage. I have to take responsibility for my own side of the communication issues, and I should have come to you about it, all right? Number five is this, stop the blame game. <laughs> I just kind of, kind of segued into that, didn't I? Stop the blame game, all right? Take responsibility. That's a part of your healing process. This is where you step into full responsibility. You recognize that you made the poor moral choice to choose pornography and or an affair over the relationship with the one you were married to, the one you were vowed to before God and friends and family. That's your responsibility. You can't blame others for it. You have to walk in that responsibility. And that's part of that acknowledgement stage, acknowledging that I did this, the truth of it, and then take responsibility also, not just for the act of what you did, but for the impact of how it has impacted your partner, your spouse, what it's done to their life. This is a part of your recovery, is coming to the reality of the impact it's had upon your spouse, your family, and others. Number six is walk in empathy. You notice how all of these kind of build upon each other? Yes, they do. Um, walk in empathy. Now, what does that mean? That means you put yourself in the shoes of your spouse. You actually put yourself in their shoes. What is it actually like for them? How hurt are they? How devastated are they? How has this affected their sleep, their physical body, their mental and emotional stability? How much has it affected their safety and security? How has it affected them to where now they are suffering PTSD in the sense of having panic attacks or anxiety attacks? This is where patience comes into play. Patience is something when you are in your healing process that you have to grow. It's a muscle that you have to work and grow. Yes, all of this is a part of your healing journey. Now, your healing journey is not easy either. It's not because you're having to put yourself into their shoes and you're going to have to face a lot of hard things. Like when they are 
you know, coming at you with all of the questions. It's like day after day after day, question after question after question. And you're like, oh my gosh, how much more are you going to ask me? When is this ever going to stop? Please don't do that. Have patience. That's where putting yourself in their shoes is crucial. This is walking in empathy. And I know it's hard. I do know it's hard. There comes a point where you're like, I feel like I'm inundated by this. Of course you do. However, that's a part of the impact betrayal has on you. It impacts you because this is the negative fallout of your choices. So this is where... You're growing your patience muscle. You're growing in empathy. You're learning how to validate their feelings, to listen to them very carefully, to hear their hurts and their pains and their wants and their desires. This is where you are having to really, at some times, you're having to face some really hard feelings because you're getting dumped on. And I know that it may seem unfair, but I really need you to hear truth on this. What you did was unfair. And so this is a part of the fallout and the impact on your life that you need to heal from. So walk in empathy, have patience, and just put yourself in their shoes. Number seven is face your fears. Now this is where you may have fears of what if everybody finds out about my addiction or everybody finds out about the affair. Um, What if my spouse decides to leave me? What if my kids never talk to me again? What if I lose friendships? What if it affects my career? The list goes on and on and on. Well, you need to face your fears. You can't live in fear the rest of your life. You have to turn around and face them for what they are and move through it. Will there be fallout? Yes, there will. There are consequences when we betray. That's the consequence of our sin. We are not plucked out of the consequence. And I know that, you know, sometimes we wish we were, but we aren't. There are consequences that we must face. And a part of that is facing the fears of what might transpire. And we have to come face to face with it and recognize it for what it is. It may take place, but it may not. So face your fears so that your fears don't overtake you. In other words, recognize them for what they are and then start praying about them and ask God to see you through the process no matter what takes place. God, I understand that there are consequences to my actions. I understand that there is a price, so to speak, for my adultery, for my pornography use, for the, for the sin that I chose to walk in. So help me to be able to face whatever comes and help me to do it now moving forward from a place of character, integrity, and purity of heart. Number eight is stop being so self preoccupied. It's easy as the betrayer to get so preoccupied. And what I mean by this is, you know, you're sitting there saying, look, I know what I've done. Okay. I know that I cheated or I know that I've been, you know, watching the pornography. I know I've hurt you. I know that I, 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 and it's all about 
us as the betrayer. That's a huge mistake because that keeps you stuck in the self-centeredness and just the all-about-me monster that drove you to self-gratification in the first place. That's where you step out of being self-centered, self-preoccupied, and you now, again, I'm taking you back, that's where you, and we're going to go into number seven, that's where you start to walk in humility. You walk in humility. It's not all about you anymore. It's about those that you're seeking to have restitution with. Those you're seeking to restore relationship with. And you walk in humility. Sometimes that means that it's going to be a hard day for you because they're going to come at you hard and strong. Some days it might not be so bad. But walking in humility means that you're not going to walk away from them when they're in the midst of their pain because you're going to think about yourself first. You're going to stop thinking about yourself first and you're going to start putting others first. Okay, number eight is this. You're going to write out what betrayal has cost your partner. Ooh, I know you didn't see that coming, right? But this is crucial because when you can sit down and do what I call is a brain dump, where you sit down and just take your notebook, take your pen, and just sit there and say, okay, God, really bring to my heart and to my mind, what has my betrayal, my pornography use, the affair, what has it cost my partner? Let me give you a few for instances here. It has cost them the disruption of their sleep. It's cost them their peace, their security, their safety. It's cost them their relationship that they once had with you. It's cost them trust. It's cost them their self-esteem, their identity. Now they have severe body issues. Now they are constantly dealing with ruminating thoughts in their mind of what was going on in your head or when you were with the other person when you were involved with the affair. They see like a movie reel things played over and over in their mind of D-Day when it was confrontation. These are the things that it has cost your partner and many more. Allow God to bring to mind what this has cost them and then write it out because this enables you to see from the other side the impact of what your choices have done. It allows you to see it clearer so that you can start to move into helping them recover as you recover. When we serve others and we bear the burdens of others, it helps us heal along the way. And especially when we're the ones who have done wrong. And now this is a part of how we get to step into restitution, right? Alongside of that is writing out what betrayal has cost you. It's cost you your peace of mind. You're now grieving the loss of a relationship that once used to be. You might even be grieving the loss of the one you had an affair with. Yes, you go through a detox process when you have an affair. So now you're having to detox. You're having to detox from pornography just like you would a cocaine addiction because these are addictions, right? You're having to mourn that relationship if it was a long period of time with that person that you had the affair with. 
you're having to grieve as well. You're having to recognize that it could have cost you your career. It cost you some, um, maybe some of the relationship with your children or, or extended family members. The list can go on. And once you see side by side what it's cost your spouse and what it has cost you, that's when reality hits, right? That's when reality hits. But that's when it gets good for your healing process because now you're stepping into full-fledged truth and you're able to start really moving forward into recovery. This is where, number nine, you seek forgiveness. This is where you truly seek repentance with God to be restored in relationship with him and ask him to rebuild you as the man or woman of God that he originally created you to be so that you can walk in integrity and character and purity of heart and really be the person you desire to be at the core. This is where you seek forgiveness from the one that you wounded so desperately, your spouse. Now, they might not forgive you at first. That's a given. But you seek forgiveness. You seek forgiveness from your children or your extended family members or those that are friends, whoever it is. You seek forgiveness. And then you start to work out that forgiveness. And then now you are seeking um, restitution and reconciliation. You are walking into repentance. Um, you are really doing your own recovery work, right? That leads me into number 10. I'm sorry. Now we're on number 12. I lost count. Uh, the next one. <laughs> this is where you now work on forgiving yourself. Now this one is hard and I know it's hard because forgiving ourselves is one of the most difficult things to do when we recognize the the hurt, the woundedness, the impact of what our actions have caused to others. I know for me when I was the betrayer and I came into the full-fledged reality of the impact of what I had done and it took five years for me to get there you know, I was the betrayer at 25, but it took me till I was 30 until God got a hold of me and I sought forgiveness and I was born again and truly, truly started seeking forgiveness from others that I then turned inward and said, how can I forgive myself? I've hurt so many people. And it took me a long time to forgive myself. It was a work. And that's where I threw myself into counseling with a Christian counselor. This is where working with a trauma-informed coach comes into play. It really helps because that is a hard thing to do. But there are steps that you can take to actually walk out forgiving yourself so that you can breathe again. So that you're not walking in shame and guilt and condemnation and living under that day after day after day. That leads me to the next one. Choose to live a transparent, honest life. 
Now this is where a transparency plan comes into play and this is what I do when I work with couples and, and couples coaching. This is where we formulate a transparency plan together and this is how moving forward your marriage is going to be transparent and honest. We work out every aspect of your life from your spiritual life, your intellectual life, your social life, your quiet times alone, what it's like at the job, what it's like family time, hobbies. I mean, we look at every aspect of your life and what it's like to now live in full transparency. So there's no more secrets, no more secret life. Because the Word of God says that anything is hidden, it will be exposed. And living a hidden secret life is deception. And that is not of God. So moving into transparency and honesty is the way that God would have you to move into. And living from that place is where freedom kicks in. Now, the last one I want to talk to you about is accountability and support. This is where you reach out to either a trauma-informed counselor, if you've been dealing with a pornography addiction, a CSAT, which is a certified sex addiction therapist in your area, um, you can uh, look for, you know, the support from a trauma-informed coach who can walk you through this process of all the steps that you need to take that your roadmap to recovery needs to look like so that you no longer live under the shame, the guilt, the condemnation, and you can start to live in full transparency and honesty, and you can live a life full of integrity and character and purity of heart. You can't do it alone. You cannot do it alone. And I'm one that will tell you that from experience. And most that I have met, 99%, they can't do it alone. That's where God has us come together. You know, he sent the disciples out two by two. He had Timothy mentor. I mean, Timothy was mentored by Paul. And so God has set it up this way for a purpose. And so having a, an accountability partner so that you have someone safe to reach out to when you're struggling, having a, a accountability group that you are actually walking through together with your recovery process process and then either a trauma-informed coach, a CSAT, or a trauma-informed counselor or therapist is definitely the way to go. And if you're looking for that coach, please, below in the show notes, you can get on a 20-minute free coaching call with me, a consult where we can see where you are and we can start to develop a plan for you and see if coaching is right for you. It's free 20 minutes with me. Book it. I book up quick. So grab yours today. The bonus I want to leave you with today is this. When you have finally awakened from that infidelity bubble, you no longer are seeking to live a life of sexual addiction or stay in an affair. You're seeking to truly live a life that God would have you live. Once you start walking in your recovery, there comes a point where you have to recognize that you cannot continue to live under condemnation. Self-condemnation is something that most people who have, uh, especially Christians, who have recognized and they've woken up from um, the terrible lifestyle that they've been living in uh, adultery. And, and either pornography or an affair is adultery. And when you finally awaken from that lifestyle, you live under a self-condemnation. 
And God tells us in scripture, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That when we come to God and we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I want you to know that God has redemption for you. His forgiveness is sure when we come truly in purity of heart, laying our heart down and seeking his forgiveness. We are seeking to turn away from the lifestyle that we've been living and turn back to God. He meets us there. He strips the condemnation away. And now you are a new creation in Christ Jesus once again. I want to encourage you to seek that out today. I want to encourage you that if you're struggling with it, Seek someone to pray with you and to help guide you along the way. And you can also reach out to me. I hope that this two-parter has helped you as the betrayed to realize the impact and the effects that betrayal has upon you as well. And that today's episode gave you hope and encouragement that you can start to walk in healing get to your recovery, and walk in true freedom when you put forth the effort to meet God in the healing process. Be blessed, and we've got some great episodes coming next week, so stay tuned. Thanks for stopping by today and spending a little while with me. I hope you enjoyed today's show and found hope, healing, and encouragement. Please remember to subscribe to my podcast and leave a review. You can even screenshot this episode and share it on IG or Facebook stories. This is how we get the message of hope and healing out to all women who are in the midst of betrayal and loss. If you're ready to move out of the devastation of betrayal and take the next step in your healing, make sure to reach out to me and schedule your breakthrough coaching call today. Until next time, love God, live your life passionately and always choose joy in the midst of any circumstance that you may face. Cheers to you, beautiful.